dreamers, innovators, and trailblazers are the people who inspire us and work towards positive changes. At Penn State, their ideas have the power to transform the way teaching and learning happen. The Dreamery Sessions are conversations with faculty and students that bring you the stories of how innovation driven by technology happens at our university. Welcome to the Dreamery Sessions with Ray Schmidt and Zach Lunsinger. Hi everybody, it is episode two of the Dreamery Sessions season two and on this one we are talking about student engagement. It's been a huge topic around teaching and learning, whether it's the higher ed world or K through 12 world throughout this pandemic. It's really shined a spotlight on this topic. So what a wonderful opportunity to dive deep into it and figure out what it really means to those who are teaching and learning here at Penn State. I am Ray Schmidt with you once again, public relations specialist with Penn State IT. And I am Zach Lonsinger, learning experiences designer with teaching and learning with technology. And I'm Renee Nichols, assistant teaching professor in the Belisario College of Communication. I should teach in the advertising and public relations department. And so Renee, we're talking about student engagement we know that this is something that's existed before the pandemic, right? Instructors right. are wanting to engage with their students, have them devoted to the coursework. Obviously, the pandemic has changed a lot of things for many people, if not everyone. So how has this time in our lives, in our careers, evolved your thinking around what student engagement really is? That's a good question because for us, because remember, we're in the College of Communication, so we're a very practical um, department or practical discipline. So student engagement is in all across all our majors. So it's been huge. So there's two types of student engagement that I think about. One is the students in the classroom, you know, being active participants in the learning process. You know, interacting with each other, interacting with me, the, the back and forth engagement, you know, sh doing group projects, um, working with clients, you know, all that stuff is really important with student engagement. So then there's the other aspect of actually the, the working with directly with clients, doing real PR, in my case, doing real PR. So those are the two types of student engagement um, that I focus on and that were impacted with the pandemic that we have to figure out how do we now have group projects, for example, and then are we still able to do actual real PR with the clients? And the answer is yes, somewhat. <laughs> so, we, so we successfully, so I think that, you know, we have successfully, you know, done that. Um, for example, group projects. My students are still in groups. We, they do breakout, we use the breakout room to, so, that, so they can meet. They can set up their own Zoom IDs and they can, you know, Zoom with each other whenever they want. If they want to do it at midnight like they do, then they can still meet at midnight, you know. So we can still have that group project. The clients have been amazing. They, they still need student support. So instead of maybe doing a special event for a client, we might do a social media campaign instead, which is all online. So we can just make we just make the the adjustment. So that's what we've we've been doing. Probably the the people who have been most affected, let's say, are the broadcast students. You know, who have to have that face to face and one on one to do their um, their stand ups and things like that. Um, or let's say the film students. 
you know, how do you create film when you have to do that? So those have definitely been um, some challenges, but you know, there's work around for everything, for everything. And that's what we've been able to do is, cause that's really important. You know, you want students to have that hands on experience and be active in their learning. So um, it's been, it's been a challenge, but we've been, we've been able to do it. So it's awesome. Excellent. That's great. Yeah. It seems like you just described sort of the whole shift from um, in-person to remote this sort of agile approach that we're all kind of feeling right now. We've done everything one way and then we've had to shift to a remote environment where sometimes maybe it's not an in-person project, but that transfers to a social media campaign like um, you said about doing with your students. And on that, there's there's this pivot coming when instruction returns to a more typical in-person mode, whether that's this semester, next semester, next year. What do you think will be the most critical to providing engaging coursework that can help make that pivot a successful one. You know, I was thinking about that because um, I was up in Sedona, Arizona, and I met an, an elderly fellow who, walk, who went on a walk with me. And he said something, um, he was a psychotherapist, and we were just talking about the whole pandemic and everything, and going back to this normalcy, going back to things so normal. And he said, I'm quoting a great philosopher, and he said, a man doesn't step into a river twice doesn't step into the same river twice and think about that we're all going to go back but you know what it's going to be different we're going to be different the river's definitely going to be different so i just thought that that i'm so looking forward to that because i know that i have changed in terms of you know um how i how i can or cannot you know engage in the classroom um, and what's really important you're able to see things on zoom that you didn't see in the classroom you were able to notice things that you didn't notice about students and maybe things that you said or interaction so we're all going to be different i think and i think that's going to be a good thing i think we're going to be way more in tune with ourselves and how we teach and way more in tune in students and how they learn and i think that's going to be really awesome yeah, that is exciting to think about. And it makes me wonder because the circumstances around the pandemic tend to dominate our thoughts throughout most days. It's impacted our work. It's impacted our grocery shopping, how we interact with our families. It touches every part of our lives. And what makes me curious is when the time comes that it's passed, it's going to free up a lot of space in people's minds for other things to think about. And when it comes to education, I've got to believe that students and instructors, faculty are looking forward to the opportunity to not think about all these extraneous factors so much. Uh, Renee, do you do you spend time thinking about that at all? Or is that something that you're kind of maybe going to tackle when the time comes? Well, I'm, I'm in Arizona with my daughter and my three-year-old grandson. So to be able to teach a class and not have my three-year-old grandson burst in the room, you know, holding <laughs> up, you know, his icky diaper, you know, saying, these are icky, right to the camera. I'm like, oh, let's not do that. So that's going to be, <laughs> that's going to be so fun. <laughs> Just to be able to focus my attention on teaching will be really great. That's one thing that definitely will happen. But what was the question? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, I think that's that's about yeah, that's spot on, spot on. Yeah. Go ahead, Zach. So I think so. I think going back to the classroom, like I said, I was talking to someone uh, during this whole pandemic, and 
there are so many lessons, so many life lessons to learn in this really uncomfortable, you know, uncertain situation. So many life lessons. And we didn't have a roadmap. We didn't have a roadmap. This was new. But you know what? Every single day we have like a map. We have this, we're creating this map. So if we are in this position again, guess what? We are going to do it a lot better and we're going to know a little bit more of what to do and how to approach it. So, you know, everything's, everything's a learning lesson. Everything's a teaching tool. And this is just one of life's teaching tools for us. Yeah, Renee, I think that's great that you just talked about because the next question actually rolls right into that that we have for you is what tools and strategies have you found most helpful when it comes to keeping your students engaged? I would definitely say humor is definitely a good tool. <laughs> you know, and you really just have to just roll with the flow, you know, even whether you're in face-to-face, -face, you know, on the ground or if you're on Zoom, you know, you really just have to understand that sometimes I tell students like, it's not that serious, it's okay, we can just, you know, do this, you know, just kind of pivot over here. So really just keeping um, humor right at the, at the forefront and just rolling with the punches is always a good strategy for me. Um, I love TikTok, I love to incorporate um, things that are really happening that I know the students are doing. So if I know that they are on TikTok, you know, scrolling all night and stuff, then I'm going to be scrolling all night too. So I can see what they're listening to and watching. And then I might just, you know, put it on the screen and share it. And so we can all like talk about it, especially like the glue, the glue girl, you know, the, the gorilla glue girl. I'm sure everyone heard about that. And we, I mean, we use that and it was all over TikTok. Then it was all over the news and all over social media. But guess, guess what? It has a PR element to it you know so here's gorilla glue getting all of this media attention you know i even reached out to them like can you please help get this glue out of child hair because it has to be a chemical thing like if it is a you have to break it down i mean i figured out you could do that and i so i reached out to them as well <clears throat> and so our students talked about that like what should gorilla glue do <laughs> you know and then when the doctor in la ended up helping her we talked about that in terms of what it was going to do for his business and the PR aspect of that. And then the Gorilla Glue Girl has been getting negative press. So again, if you were her PR person, what would you advise her to do? So I try to incorporate things that are really happening in the world and connect the dots to, you know, what it is that we're talking about in class. And students really appreciate that because they want to talk about it too. It's, it's awesome to hear stories like that because social media can be dragged through the mud fairly often, but there's a good side to it too. That's a wonderful learning experience that doesn't exist without the social media tools that we have at our disposal. Definitely. So, and, and I do that with my first year students, all my students, we're in communication. So I, we want them to look at the communication channels, you know, so not only do I have them following TikTok and I have them on Twitter, you know, creating their accounts, tweeting out to the potential brands that they want to work for. Um, I also have them monitoring the newspaper, you know, reading the newspaper, the actual print copy out of the <laughs> newspaper stand, you know, on campus, you know, and, and monitoring the, the media because that's what they're going to have to do in their business. So, and we're able to talk about those things and we're at, and I have them look at it from a PR perspective. Like, okay, that was in the news for this client. What does it mean? What, what is their next step? What are they gonna do? We try to like predict what's gonna happen. So they enjoy it. 
Absolutely. It's been awesome getting to talk with Renee Nichols on the Dreamery Sessions about student engagement. And I want to wrap up this episode, Renee, with an idea that kind of gets bandied about a lot within Penn State IT and teaching and learning with technology regarding the fact that technology isn't the be-all, end-all solution to creating better teaching and learning scenarios. It's a piece of the puzzle, but it doesn't work without sound pedagogy that goes with it and creative thinkers, innovators, things along those lines. In the same way, I think student engagement isn't the be-all, end-all towards getting better classroom experiences for instructors and students. So it's an important piece, but just a piece of the puzzle. So what else is needed, do you think, to really complete that picture? Well, I think if we're talking about student engagement in the classroom, um, we definitely can learn from each other. So that's a, a huge piece is just learning from each other. Internships is a huge piece that students have to have. They have to understand why they're doing, why you're, why are you in school? I always have my students do that. We do a goal setting exercise. And the question is, you know, what's the goal here? And some of them will say to get a degree. I'm like, Ooh, really? Is it? I'm like, no, it's not. It's basically to become self-sufficient, you know, and have their own job and, you know, their own life and all those things. So that really helps them focus on, you know, what they're doing in the classroom, what they're, why they're on campus and making sure that they're working toward that actual end goal, which is self-sufficiency and, you know, being their own person. So definitely learning from each other is really important. Um, I think internships, like I said, is really important. I think working, having the professionals involved in the classroom and part of the journey is really important. Our, our alums are amazing. They are so willing to talk to students, to, uh, mentor to them to review their their projects, their assignments. So that's amazing. So I think that has to be part of um, the learning process. So everybody has a piece. Fantastic. So Zach, Renee, we've had a great conversation on student engagement. That's going to bring episode two of the season of the Dream Recessions to a close. What we've got coming up in episode three. Are you guys ready? Because we're going to be talking about inequalities highlighted by remote and hybrid teaching. What do you guys think? You ready for that one? Oh, yeah, I love to say there. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> All right, that's coming up on the next episode of the Dreamery Sessions. Until then, take care and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us on the Dreamery Sessions today. As a reminder, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and Spotify. If you would, please take a moment to subscribe and rate us. And let's keep the conversation going on social media. You can find us on Twitter. I am at Radio underscore Ray. Zach is at Zach Lonzinger. So drop us a line. Let us know who you'd like us to talk to for future episodes, topics that you would like us to cover. We really look forward to hearing your feedback.